Hi, Chunky is beautiful, and, you, and, and I, I respect the fact that you're shaming it. I like my ship's thick, goddammit. <laughs> the Thai Chunk? They all sound the same to me. To you, maybe. Right. Let's put your statement to the test. Of course, of oh, course. But Ahsoka's... Ahsoka's... So, Brandon, the last one, Ahsoka Tano. But we also have Ahsoka Tano, the yes. older. Be honest, it's Ahsoka Tano. Fulcrum. Okay, sometimes they sound the same. What are we hauling again? You didn't read the manifest? I don't load it, I haul it. You should really pay attention to that. It might be important. I just want to know why we can't travel at light speed. Because of the cargo. I understand that, jackass. I'm curious as to what our precious cargo is which is preventing us from traveling at the speed of light and creating this conversation to drag on longer than is required. Banthas. Banthas? Banthas. Who would order Banthas? I don't know. I just load it. Oh, that's right. But seriously, who orders Banthas? I don't know. We're just dropping them off at Tatooine. To who? Sand people? No, they're not allowed in the docks. Oh, ha ha. Your joke wasn't any better. Panthas. Panthas. This is Shuttle Tidarium. What is your cargo and destination? Great. We're about to get stopped by an Imperial patrol hauling Panthas. Do you know how embarrassing this is? I'm sure it will be fine. Uh, this is Recon Specialist Freight. We are currently transporting... Banthas to the planet of Tatooine. Over. Banthas? Yes. Banthas. Over. Prepare to be boarded, Recon. Over and out. Great. Great. Roger, roger, Shuttle Tidarium. Ahoy! I'm Jim Chadwick, also known as Hey Chadwick on the forums. Uh, what are forums? Mm hmm. This is my co-pilot, Spaceman Biff. Hey, how's it going, everyone? Who are they talking to? Uh, I don't know. So, uh, Banthas, huh? That's, uh, what I said. Um, what was that? Uh, it's just the Ewok crew. I think I might be dreaming. They are um, inspecting your cargo to make sure it's um, up to code for transporting livestock. They they are huge animal rights activists. Okay, now I know I'm dreaming. <laughs> yep, yep. Mm -hmm. Okay, um, everything seems on the up and up. Uh, they do appreciate you not going to light speed on account of the pregnant panthers. Thank you. Well... Thanks for the surprise inspection. Uh, it's been fun. Well, wait. Since you are coasting through space, we can keep you company. 
Our Ewoks disabled our hyperdrive trying to catch a Minoc that was loose in the engine room. Uh, sure. Why not? <laughs> Nothing else to do around here. Hey, did you guys see that huge space battle out near Kessel? Bunch of pirates and rebels trying to steal cargo from us Imperials. Can't say that we have. Oh, it was a doozy. Let me tell you all about it. Oh, hello everyone. This is Patrick Patrick. And I'm Padre. We have some very special guests oh, with wow. us today. The best of guests. I mean, we rolled out the red carpet, I swear. Well, God, we had to. I yeah. mean, it is them. Yeah. Uh, hello, Mr. One Jim Chadwick, and the only Spaceman Biff. You guys are going to get my hello. ego up. You know, my, my uh, wife and kids are going to have to knock that back down again pretty soon. <laughs> Don't worry, they will, because that's what they do. That's true. That's what I, mine that, do. That red carpet's not exactly red anymore. I've been kind of, there's a bunch of oil on the bottom of my boots from the engine room, so. Oh, I was about to say, I, you may have had like an Ewok, an Ewok leaking problem of some kind. It's more like a deep red now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> Chartreuse, you know, kind of kind of a, a rusty stain here and there. Oh, I can, for our listeners, I swear, no Ewoks were harmed in this recording. <laughs> It's not no, over this yet. Is this is a tasty burger. It is a tasty burger. <laughs> a tasty burger. Oh my <laughs> goodness! Well, it's good to record again because we haven't done it in a while. The past year, we've only had a handful of episodes, um, and even just lately, it's been almost nothing. So, um, so it's good to be on. Uh, thank you yeah, guys for having me. Yeah, yeah, thank you for coming on. But well, a lot of podcasts are like that right now because no, most people. Because I'm going to ask you guys: Do you guys all get together in the same room and record? No, we're, we're split split across the country. So, I mean, Jonathan and I are in North Carolina, but we just do it at home. And Phil's in New York City, and uh, Biff, you're in Indianapolis. Yep. All right. So, like, yeah, so if I remember correctly, it was Skype party to run home and grab and bring it back over to Gen Con. Yeah, that yeah. was nice. Yeah. Yeah. But all these other podcasts, none of them can get together because they're all recording in a single room after they're like their, their game nights or whatever. So that's why all of a sudden podcasts are just like four five, even a year since they've recorded. Cause they just can't oh, get wow. together. Yeah. Cause that... more lack of content because we haven't really played. So. <laughs> well, yeah. content doesn't really matter about anything. <laughs> yeah. We haven't given a content ever on our entire show. <laughs> you know, Suter fell. Sunterfell, 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 exactly. and you see you guys talking about all that. Like I don't, I don't know, I don't know what the meta is. So. <laughs> okay, okay. The meta is what these people out in the other other side of the universe talk about. Like, oh, Darth Vader is the most powerful thing ever, and if you use him with this, and then you have this, and then you do this, and then you can do this, which leads you to be able to do this. Yeah, but then this guy's got this, which can do that, but only if it can do this with that, if that's coming from the side and in that forward and rear arc. Yeah, that's yeah. I'll point you to the first couple episodes of Shuttle to Deerum, where all we did was angrily bash uh, tournament play and exactly that type of stuff. Oh, that's what we uh, did. I think off a good that's what hooked so. me under your broadcast. Yeah, exactly, hundred <laughs> <laughs> percent. It was, I think, three episodes. Our, our highest downloaded episode was the title of "Y'all Are Hypocrites." The game's just fine, and basically, me and Padre <laughs> shouted throughout the entire podcast, "It's ruining your top cut. We don't care." <laughs> <laughs> Whatever meta you're talking, it's ruining your streaming top cut to where you're seeing the same five ships on the board for every single match versus the same five ships on every match. 
That's what you guys are complaining about. You're not complaining about anything else because there's no meta in Hotak. <laughs> there's no meta in Flicker Balfour. Oh, I think there is meta in Hotak. It's not to like yeah. I can take something. My friend can take another thing. We can all form together, form of you know, fire, water, we, you know, wind, we, we all and together and form Voltron. Yeah. yeah, I think I think the meta is um, not as evolved or as you know concrete as Termin, but you can have. But just like any of these scenarios and stuff, you can have just as much meta. But, um, you know, that's a whole separate conversation. Well, the other thing is, is if we stomp on the AI, nobody cares. <laughs> the, AI, the AI needs a podcast to complain about the Hotak and Flight Group Alpha Meta is what they need. <laughs> True. But, hell, half the time, the you know, the AI is beating on us. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. So... Yeah. You guys are here because uh, we played an epic match. Uh, which, oh my god, what mission did we even play? Uh, cargo Retrieval. Yes, Cargo Retrieval. Which, yep. 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 if you've got your handy dandy uh, uh, epic battles, rules, and scenarios, it is page 18. Key Cargo Retrieval. I'm sorry, I just said Cargo Retrieval, but this is this this cargo is key. Yes. yes. It is. Cargo was like blank. A bunch of blank keys that had to. I think it's digital keys because we can go ahead with that, like some sort of digital keys. It's basically those imperial ciphers that you see in pockets. Oh, it's, oh it's, those codes were just, just pens. No, no, those are those are ciphers. Yeah, oh. markers. Are you sure it's not those gold coins that just get you past any imperial inspection? That's oh, yeah. right. <laughs> <laughs> weirdest part of the movie. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. yeah. That's a captain's key or whatever it is. They get you everywhere. I'm like, <laughs> I think it would be a little bit harder than that. <laughs> I, mean, I understand plot armor, but that plot armor was thin. <laughs> oh, remember, it's, the, it's the Empire. They they don't believe in like handrails and stuff like that. So no, all this no. stuff is totally plausible. God, yeah, true. Because you know, you lose one. Yeah, there's another Phyllis place. That's See, right. <laughs> this is my problem because we. I used to love Wing Commander for. Oh God, if anyone oh, is that old, Wing Commander three. I remember that. Oh yeah. The, so the movie came out, and I was like, Oh yes, awesome. This is gonna be amazing. And then, like, literally, what popped in my head when I saw the coin in Star Wars. That's Tolwyn's ring. It means nothing. This ring has been in his family for generations, and anyone who has it has the full Admiral's confidence. And I'm like, when? <laughs> <laughs> what? Sure, I guess. Yeah. I... Yeah. So the cargo is a bunch of those keys, you know, the ciphers in the pocket. I'm sure that one of them is probably a highlighter or a pen, but, okay. you know. I can see that. It's... Yep. And then, you know, it's not like the Imperials can change the codes on pens, you know. So, so like, hopefully then, like, I, who was the first one to grab some cargo and successfully flee with it. Yep, yep. Um, fact, you want to give the background to this? I can start off with the, uh, whether it's gear to acquire, prisoners to rescue, or medical supplies to steal, there is almost always something of value to liberate from the enemy. Unfortunately, your squad might not be the only one with the eye set on the prize. Yeah, well done. that was really well done. It was. I mean, I'm, yeah, I'm it's a little cheesy, but I could have done I'm it. Smooth. Much better voice. Like, let's see what old Bear and the boys are up to. <laughs> the Yogi Bear? I don't know. I just, no, uh, no, the announcer from the Dukes of Hazard. 
Yeah. Waylon oh, Jennings. Boys are up to you. Yeah, Waylon Jennings. <laughs> Just They're a little and dumb. <laughs> Never meaning no harm. It's like, well, let's see if Han can make it through the Kessel Run. Hopefully that Falcon's got some wings. Like... <laughs> 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 Andy Dufresne. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you want okay. Andy Aging Dufresne. Andy Dufresne. Andy Dufresne climbed through three miles of muck. I wouldn't even like to imagine. <laughs> Moff Hog, Moff Hog, it's them Duke boys again. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta get the stutter in there, though. <laughs> uh, I'll take a stutter. <laughs> All right. Yeah, so, let's, um, we'll try to stay on topic, everybody. I'm sorry. We had, with this mission, it was a three-person free-for-all with basically one person, Patrick, yeah. uh, as playing the Imps. defender who had the three cargos, and he had 500 points. And then there were two attackers that were, Padre and I, um, yes. that were attacking, and we could have some of our forces in reserve, which means they pop out like the second turn, as long as it's range two away from anybody. But it was your, and, um, your opponent got to choose what... Uh, if you put a, a certain amount of a points into reserve, though, well, that was not the... your. Well, player one is the is the defender, and player two and three are not in a team. They're yeah. not exactly opponents, so they're kind of like frenemies. Exactly, but it says in the rules, uh, player two can decide if player one or player three starts with half his forces in reserve and vice versa. So that's a do I want you to have all your stuff on the table? And if you do allow me to have it on the table, should I then hinder you by only starting? But then both of you get to shoot behind me if I've allowed that gap to happen. So, yeah. oh man, it's it's strategy to the nines because you're like, do I screw over my opponent but in the same turn screw over myself because my, you know, player one, me, had 500 points in the table. Do you really want to start the game with... 250 points of both of you together combined <laughs> yeah so what about list building so if we start off with list building and patrick what did uh what did you think about when you were you know building your stuff so numbers 100 because you guys had your 250 points um i definitely i love the triple interceptors as a squad because they punch hard oh and they do i i took the raider you need something that's going to be able to coordinate and punch hard a lot. Um, and oh, yeah, we, we did have it where you had to. Was it someone had to take an epic ship, or you just no one had to? But so you did the rules. And this, so if you're playing in a tournament, you have to take either an epic ship or a squad. Wait, I'm playing in, in a what in a tournament because it's the sense in, in the epic rules when you're Straight. playing in a. <laughs> So playing in a white. I'm sorry. I just I don't understand that word. It's where a group of people get together, sit around tables, in hopes that they will win worthless plastic playthings that will enhance their gameplay at another time. Oh, they call it acrylic stuff. Acrylic stuff. All right, all right. Plastic all right, crack. All right. Yeah, plastic crack. <laughs> I don't even know where my rules are because uh, I'm trying to find the epic <laughs> rule. I'm trying to find the book. but I had the book sitting here from last time we played. Oh, I know, but I'm trying to figure out. Did you brush the dust off of it? Yeah, basically. I'm yeah. also trying to figure out what the hell I took. That was my other mystery because um, I do remember that I took some strikers 
because uh, those were lots of fun because I took ion bombs and those that was the other thing oh. ions was my tactic if I could slow you down to where you're doing one forwards and my shuttles could get by you that was definitely in the win column as well um, and then what else did I take because we, when we, we played this like two months ago I think <laughs> was it that long I think it was <laughs> well we've all been trying to, 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 to get our timing together where we could finish anything up and it was like okay well I'm going on vacation and then there was the time I wasn't feeling all that well and then Patrick had I think each of you guys had stuff going on and it was just oh. it was really just a comedy of errors and mm, we finally yeah. held it down for today now I got yeah. okay so then I also took two uh aggressors with the barrage rockets and ion turrets with veteran turret gunner and also I was really happy to see those aggressors I was tempted to take imperial um and I was looking at aggressors aggressors and tie fighters but go on what so this is the funny part that everyone always says this card's no good this won't do any good and it's like have you tried it in a different format because let me tell you aggressors are great in epic play because oh, of the yeah. fact and they're them. so cheap now. They drop the price crazy. Yeah. So I took two of them to where they could fire pretty aggressive out the front with Barrage, or they could fire their primary and an ion turret with veteran turret gunner. Oh, um, wait. Are you saying the aggressives fired aggressively? They did. They're very Ooh. aggressive. They are. Um, and then also I took a um, a Reaper because I, I love the Reaper in Epic Play because it's a coordinator. It's got a good amount of attack and health. So it kind of balances the rest of your squad out. Oh, no, I didn't take an Raider. I took the, the Gazanti because I didn't have enough points. Was that points. The spicy or the non-spicy? Oh, definitely the spicy. Yeah. I love the spicy Gazanti. The Gazanti. Yeah, the Gazanti, yeah. It's, yeah, and I took the Ion Cannons, the Comms, and the Suppressor, which basically I was coordinating and then jamming like crazy as well. And that's all I wanted to do. Ion, jam, coordinate, just get my squad full up with its uh, actions. Yeah. And also, right. everything was three attack dice <laughs> or more. All right, Padre, so you want to go with uh, your choices? I brought Y-Wings <laughs> and an X-Wing. You didn't bring an X-Wing. You took no. five Y-Wings loaded up. Yeah, that's right. I brought five Y-Wings. But the funny part I thought was, was you did not boost the initiative. Nope. The pilot skill. No, he went I, all I, I2s. Okay. And there was a reason for that. Because I can't fly pilots with pilot skills. It confuses me. <laughs> well, I think it against you in the game. No, you I guys were... Mitigation. You know, you and I were pretty much, you know, I, I told you, I don't care what we do as long as we team up and kill Patrick. Yeah. <laughs> that was, he that was, was able to hit you so hard. If you had better initiative, you could have actually, because he, he did a bit of where he killed pretty much a Y-Wing a turn. And I think if you had gone first, you would have done more damage to him. The other thing, though, is you guys accused me of like, oh, he's going for the joust. <laughs> That was not my intention at all. <laughs> it happened that way because of how it happened. My my single-minded tunnel-visioned self was like, I'm going to go get me one of those those shuttle thingies and get me some cargo. That yeah. was my intent, which I did. Cost me a few ships. Yep. Yeah. And then my next intention was to destroy his Gazanti. Yeah, exactly. which I did. So according to me, it was a win. 
I guess. That was my that was my goal. I I just I just wanted to to do that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you you guys definitely did. Uh, the other thing is, so you started with two Y wings in reserves as well. So that's yes. definitely a, a very good point because I was expecting you guys to just start with everything on the board, but uh, I think Jim's like, no, Robert, start with two in reserve. All right, so it looks like Jim started with two off the board, but the rest of his squad was on the board. And as soon as Jim gets back, we'll go over his list. Yeah, he must have a really big house because, like, if he's got to <laughs> get a beer. <laughs> he just might have a lot of beer in the fridge, and he's he's got to get one that's all the way in the back. That's he's got to move all that stuff. You know. well, well, actually, over. <laughs> to get refrigerator. Oh, hey, hey there. I'm gonna is a bit, you know, I do get a decent house. It's just I have to go downstairs. The beer is in the front because no one else is here, so I don't have to hide them. So, oh. you, so you can't send your boy to go get the beer, is what you're saying? Oh, I wish. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I used to be able to, but he's older now. <laughs> he gets one himself. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would know, because I'd be missing some. But I exactly. do want to say that I love this beer. So I just want to say thank you, New Belgium Brewery, uh, for sponsoring this particular episode. New Belgium <laughs> brings you Fat Tire, which I think is a terrible beer, but their treble is absolutely freaking divine. It's one of my favorite beers in a, in a long time. I love it. Oh man. Golden All right. Oh, I'm so Jim, what did you bring and what was your tactics? Oh. So I wanted to go with a bunch of tricks, to be honest. <laughs> um so I actually went with a bunch of um Sikhs and some um Kiraks, like two Kiraks that were kind of loaded out to fight, and then um a bunch of Sikhs with ion cannons and with tractor beams, because I thought, I, I know that whole um, people in, you know, if you've got enemy in your arc, you get free evade. So my whole idea was to zap your defenders and get them out of the way um, so I can concentrate and firing on the shuttles and pop those suckers off. Yeah. And then with enough cheap ships, I can swarm in, grab them and bug out. No, oh. that was the goal. So How'd that work out? Three ion seeks, two tractor beam seeks, and two curexes with uh, one had cluster, both with cluster missiles. I, and you never use the clusters. I was so upset. You were upset. Yes. <laughs> I was like, why isn't he taking a target lock? Because you were focusing up, and it was because you know I had my, my entire squad against you because you started with a majority of your stuff on the table padre started with two or no one third off and so i also had two shuttles on your side and one on padre so i was more worried about the two shuttles on my side and i was like your your uh interceptor swing by against against me you know it took a little bit but um i was you know highly worried defensively with with reasonable intent (laughs) i think i hadn't focused they'd been dead a lot quicker yeah, basically. And all, yeah, the Gazanti was also swinging its way towards him, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, right. do we want to see what happened on the Padre side? So, we just went over on, with his list. He talked uh, about uh, his three Y wings that jousted. He started with two off the table. And then every single one of his, the Ion, cur- Ion Turret, the Veteran Turret Gunner, the R4 Astromech, and the Connernet Mines, which he didn't, I don't think you hit me once with any of the Connernets. Or maybe you hit the Gazanti, I think. 
I don't, yeah, don't think the Connets did anything. Well, his yeah. his Y wings were just taking so much damage in the original Joust. Yeah. Did, All right. Did so any those, of those Connets actually come out? I think two no. of them did, but they missed. Yeah. I can look. At them. Oh. I literally have I got the video nothing. up. I hit nothing. Yeah, it's okay. because you started chasing me after I'd already done enough damage to you. Yep. Uh, and you took out one of my aggressors and then the Gazanti and then my interceptors came in and took you out. Like, I definitely suffered a lot of losses because uh, I had one of my strikers left of the original three. I lost one of my aggressors. I lost my Gazanti. So I. You had a lot of your stuff were down to half strength as well. Mm hmm. So I was taking casualties. It's because now I definitely want to go over this mission. <laughs> of why I think it's a little little flawed. Uh, and we were agreeing Ooh. with that as we were playing as well. So And so one of the things is you don't and you got to check each mission because a lot of the epic missions they have objectives. But you still score regular points for beating up on somebody, but you get like bonus points for getting the objective. And this mission didn't the only way to score points is with the objectives. Yeah. So the shuttles are eight hull and they have an ability to where if you're shooting at it and a friendly ship is also in the same attacking arc that shuttle immediately gets a free evade in its role and then it gets an additional defensive die for its defense so unless you score three hits you're not hitting the thing because <laughs> right. i was rolling evades left and right you were rolling really well <laughs> it, it, it was yeah uh, when you jousted with your entire list, you missed, I think, the entire one round of combat with five of your ships. And it wasn't... I think there's, there were two for me. There were two key rounds of combat, but we can get to that later. Yeah. Well, so these shuttles start in the table. They move at uh, three banks or four straights. That's it. They have no other maneuvers they can do. Um, and, you know, they can move through rocks. They suffer no penalties. They can... Uh, they don't take actions. They, they, you can't coordinate to them. They don't shoot or anything like that. And the rule is, as soon as it takes a damage, it drops one of these key cargos out, you know, I think one behind it, if, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, you knock it off. Yeah, you basically knock it off. And then you, as the opponent, have to come by and scoop it up by having it range one in your front arc. And I have to say, like, the way tractor beams used to be versus, versus how they are in second edition... Um, J-Bot and I've always been really disappointed because we wish you could tractor beam objects or, you know, the, the enemy things. Like if someone's dropped out like one of those um, uh, Trade Federation, you know, uh, beacon things, you should be able to like tractor beam that. Or, or one of these tokens, you should say, hey, I'll tractor beam this. Or you've got a shuttle, I'm going to tractor beam it. No, I can't hit anything neutral. I can't hit things like your shuttles or the little, little um, cargo tokens, which is kind of crap to be honest I agree. yeah I, I agree on that i mean you should be able to tractor anything tractor a bomb push it out of your way tractor a bomb pull it into your opponent's way you know that should be a thing yeah because the rule is these tokens or shuttles and i'm doing quotation marks for people who can't see me uh you can't tractor or ion any of these shuttles you can't assign them tokens which i yeah. think is bizarre because it's a shuttle it is a ship. You know, and I'm less concerned about, you know, getting the, the token, which is the minus one to hit, or minus one in your defensive die. And more concerned about, like, maneuvering it on the board, because that is 
that's pretty key to me in a, in a game like this. So, yeah. Um, but if I happen to hit one of your ships in your wing, I could barrel it out of your formation, which is pretty cool. No, oh, yeah, you did that uh, against my strikers. You actually were barrel rolling them or boosting them out of my squadron, which I, is pretty key for no, them I to did, stay in it. It was one round that had a Kirax with like no targets who had focused, and I barrel rolled one of your strikers into range one arc of my Kirax. And I'll let you, I didn't destroy it, but I freaking put you down to one hole. Oh, yeah. You 100% lit me up. <laughs> there was nothing I could do. Yeah. Uh, so. This is my problem with this, and this is the problem I see with all of these missions. It does it to where it's 500 points versus technically 500 points. But these shuttles are not included in my squad as points. And right. so they're, it's 24 hull. You only have to hit them once to make them drop a cargo, and they only have two cargos on each of them. So you potentially you have to do six damage. But... That's shots that you're not shooting at me, and that gives me more time to shoot back at you, not destroying the, the shuttles. So I, I honestly think the 500 points for the defenders should come down. I don't know why it's 500 versus 500. I don't know. I think I would have to play it more to really come with it, because one of the things that when we tested a bunch of missions for our uh, Gen Con stuff. It's like, it's funny because yeah. Jonathan and I would play it with some of the locals and Phil would play it completely different either with his brother or by himself on, you know, with some sort of online system. And we would just kind of have stuff and Phil would have like the maxed out version. He's like, oh, but uh, I found the complete opposite. So, you know, it's, it's always really interesting based upon what you have. That makes sense. Yeah, well, yeah, I would love to keep playtesting this mission, just to see. So, something that I would I would point out, and, and it, it it does kind of complement a little bit of you got to playtest it, but um, from a scoring standpoint, if I understand the rules correctly, the first player, the defender, can't actually pick up cargo that's been dropped. Yeah, I could right. destroy it, but I couldn't. Pick yeah, you it up. can destroy it. Yeah, I don't see anything that prevents you from destroying it, but. Um, so, so from a standpoint of it, like going into your, like going against your 500 points, um, if I would, I would be more inclined to agree with you about it going against your 500 points. If when the cargo was dropped, you had an ability to actually earn the points that were dropped. Um, Something. So I look at it as, as a counter. Yes, you're absolutely right. Player two or three has to quote unquote waste an attack in order to force the shuttle to drop cargo um and and that's how they're going to wind up earning their points is by basically having to give up an attack for the potential of earning points um you on the other hand uh as the defender granted you're not having to quote unquote waste any attacks unless you want to try and pull that cargo off the board and not allow you know your opponents to, to score anything Otherwise, your big challenge is getting those shuttles off the board for you to earn points. Yeah, and it's, there was a lot of other like sub ways to score points or gain more points because it was if you may you shoot a shuttle, you make it drop a cargo. You have to get in range one in your arc. Then it's uh, you pick it up. Then you have to get your shuttle to my side of the board if it isn't there already, and it has to reach my deployment zone 
which it was a which pretty was big zone. Three of your side, so it was a pretty big deployment zone. Yeah, and once you reached it, you went to hyperspace. You scored, I think, two points for getting it off the table. And then it was, if you had three a cargo, points, actually three points. Three points. There was another rule to where if your ship got one of my cargoes and then the shuttle got off the table, you scored points just for carrying it. So there was incentive to not let that shuttle get off the table ever. Right. Well, we got if you fled, all the shuttles were gone and we had ships that had cargo, but were not gone. We got three points. Yeah. So you'd still get points for having it. And then it was if I got a shuttle off the table with a cargo on it, I got three points for, I think, each cargo. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. But, you, but you had to go off actually, of the far edge. Two. Yeah, I had to get off your table edge, which was not easy. Yeah. Actually, you got two points for each cargo. The thing is, the thing that's different with this one is, even if you killed all of our ships, that you didn't give you any points. If we were able to at least knock and batter your ships around to drop a yeah. bunch of cargo off. And the I think the, the thing that was different for our game is, you didn't drop cargo. Not at first, no. <laughs> like, very rarely, because, like, the two rounds where I hadn't really lost anything, maybe one seek, and I had geared up for, like, this two-round joust of shooting at your two ships, and basically, like, we looked at the averages, and throughout the whole game, my averages were fine, but I think for these two rounds, oh, they were I, would, I kept rolling non-ideal. You would roll two hits, and you were, you had a focus, and you would roll either hit focus blank or two hits in a blank, and you're like, son of a bitch, duh, that's all right, the odds, the odds, and I'd roll my one die, and I'd add the evade, and it would be two evades, you're like, you fucking cheating. <laughs> I was joking about the cheating. Oh, I know, 100%, but still, the, the yeah. odds were horrible. It was, it was really bad, because all my guys fired, I think I had like five ships firing, and they all got two hits. And yeah, you'd yeah. be like, oh, two evade, like one free evade and one evade. I was like, a biscuit. <laughs> it was, it, so the, it, it for was... two rounds, this was the case where basically I had set up to joust your, your cargo. And for two rounds, I couldn't knock them off at all. And I, I, it stymied me. Yeah. Well, and then it, it was, then you got ionized horrible. and then you couldn't turn around and like, yeah. I was like, yay, my my strategy worked because I rolled natural evades. Like, <laughs> that was it. And yeah. then the only one to actually get a piece of cargo and get it out of the table was Robert. Like, I, for those two rounds, I rolled below average. Because, mm -hmm. oh, like, sure. there's no time ever with, like, ten shots that I got, even with a focus, did I get three hits, even though all the weapons I used were three dice. Yeah. I mean, so for those listening, it's like, no, this mission, I just joust the shuttles and then steal the stuff. It, it it won't always work like that, not just because of the rolling, but also because if your ship comes in and comes to scoop it up, that ship's going to get shot at and it's going to blow up and drop the cargo and you're going to have to come in. You're going to have to keep going after this one key cargo and then your opposing forces are going to you're going to have to balance shooting your opponent who's defending and picking up these cargos. It, it's. It's not just a straight up joust. It's not going to work. I don't work. think you need to worry about shooting the opponents, to be honest. Like, not too much. I think you need to knock the cargo off. Yeah. And then it's a point of can you slip in without getting blasted and steal something? Like, I don't think, like, if I knock the cargo off, but your wing of three interceptors was still bearing down on me, I'd be like, oh, I'm just going to go in here and 
scoop up this cargo. Like, no, I'd be like, you know, I'm going to do a freaking one straight and barrel roll to get the hell out of the range of those, you know, that incoming wing. And I'm going to wait for that to pass. And then I'll swoop in. Um, (laughs) Like, I think if we played the exact same game again, it would have a different result. Mm. I'm all for it. I want to play again. You know, I'm almost, as long as I got, you know, family clearance. Yeah, let's do it right now. We got time. We're not doing anything. (laughs) (laughs) Of course we don't, Robert. To the list building app. Yes. (laughs) Let's go. No, I'd definitely be for playing this again. Because that's, it's one playthrough is not going to be the definitive of, no, it should be this way. It's, you know, no, we're just going off the results we had. So do we want to even say about like what basically happened? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Patrick won. Done. <laughs> Anyhow. Well, it was close, though. <laughs> so I will say that um, as it went out, um, Padre joust with his Y-Wings against the two Reaper, or two, sorry, two aggressors and the, um, what's the big Reaper? The strike. Uh, no, the, the Reaper is the big Reaper. The striker. Oh, the I guys. think of the strikers. Yeah. So fat striker, the Reaper. Yeah. And, um. It wasn't a joust. They were just in my way. Yeah, it was a joust, but it was brutal because I think Patrick got hurt, but I don't. I think he lost maybe an aggressor, and Padre lost like two of his Y wings. But then popping out with the reinforcements, two Y wings came up from behind and popped the, um, you know, got shots off on the shuttle and knocked off some cargo, and then Padre was able to grab one and you know swipe one and go which was great. And then for me, we played cautious a bit until I came in for two rounds and fired a million shots and hit nothing. <laughs> and then uh, I am bombs and, you know, yeah. interceptors and it was ugly and I lost a lot of ships, but I still had one seek that was creeping around. I think I grabbed one and I was trying to get a second. And if I could grab the second and get away, I would have won. Yeah. But I get, I got gunned down. It was it was crazy. Oh yeah, my whole squad just focused in on you and ignored Robert because Robert was oh, yeah. already gone yeah. at that point. <laughs> yeah, who then started shooting at your Gazanti. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, this is like loaded with strategy though because it's honor among thieves. Basically, it's yeah. You and Robert That's- are working together, but you're seriously not because like for strategy, no, we were working. <laughs> you guys <laughs> were, but you're not because it's. If you guys were so serious, you should have run up over to his side so that you could go after my two shuttles and then immediately just wipe those shuttles off the table, scoop one of it, and just run off the table with them. Let that other shuttle, uh, you know, escape no, I for a think, little bit. I think as it was, he took so many casualties taking working on one of your shuttles that he was doing a good enough job as it was just getting that stuff. And I, I was okay with that. I think the, I think for, for me, I just... I couldn't hit knock off your pieces to make it interesting. And then it just became a joust and you trashed me. Yeah. I think right. If we had knocked off more shuttle pieces, so, you would have been a bigger, bigger scramble to either kill, kill us or to destroy the pieces. So what we're saying, Patrick is pretty much you got lucky and we got unlucky. Well, I, Otherwise you would have been, dead. he could have been slightly above average. And I was slightly below average. It was, it was, it, it, it wasn't was, crazy. It wasn't like a, Oh my god, my luck was terrible, but it it certainly wasn't good. I mean, I squeaked out yeah. the win. I did not just trample. I squeaked it out because Robert had the three points from his. I think I scored four in total in all the stuff that I got off the table. Yeah. And then if you would have gotten off the table, you would have scored, I think, 
six, six. points. Yeah. And so it was damn close, no matter how much Robert was complaining the whole time. Um, <laughs> That's true. But like, job. this is why I like this. This is loaded with yeah. so much strat because everyone's like, oh, I just four forward these shuttles. You can't. You're never going to four forward those shuttles off. the. They're going to get wiped out before the rest of your squad well, can you get could. there to help them. I don't think it would work. I don't think it would either. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the other thing. Like, if I was smarter, I should have spaced out my ships more. So that way, on turn, I think, two, you guys could not get behind me because you could spawn anywhere on the table as long as it's not range two of me. Yeah, yeah. And you spreading out would have actually, it would have um, put some of our reserves bad. But, like, one of my reserves, I ended up, or I think both my reserves, I ended up putting in the front yeah. in a very aggressive position. Just because, like, you know what? Your guys are spread out. I'm not going to pop to the side where these three interceptors are gunning towards. Screw that. I'll go right towards the shuttle. Yeah. And then it was Robert popped up behind me, and that was the shuttle that was able to get it and go. He quickly, like, one banked, grabbed the, the cargo, and then three banked, and he was out of there. Yeah. So It's almost like the the popping in keeps you honest in a certain way. Yeah. Also, I was even shocked that you didn't pop in with him on the same side and then go at it that because that's another strategy for the the teams that yeah. are against the defender. I was I was a bit worried about being able to hit stuff on my end because there was so much on my side. <laughs> I literally loaded up all my stuff and then just left with Robert with my two aggressors. It's like you guys I was can do it with those with those you know facing. You know, all that stuff is like two shuttles. I can spend these two rounds focusing on it and pop a bunch off. And then that will that will create the chaos I need to get in. And I just couldn't hit. And that was yeah. the- well, I was also being uh, testing this out because there are rocks on the table. The shuttles yeah. don't have to worry about them. So if I run a shuttle onto a rock, I'm getting an extra evade token from that it going through oh, the yeah. rock. So there's so much cheeky stuff to do with these shuttles. To where it's not an open and shut case. Your ion bombs were very clever and very well played. I for- completely forgot about them. Yeah, yeah, because I ran up my strikers and I'm like, just don't die. One of you needs to live. <laughs> yeah, I had two of them live, and I dropped my ions. And then you, you or your seeks could not shoot at my shuttles. I think for like two turns. Yeah, and then I was screaming them past you. But you yeah. did end up knocking one of them off. Uh, actually, you knocked off two of the cargos on one of the shuttles and I was, I was like oh crap <laughs> that was the one i, yeah, ho- I was hoping it was so frustrating to even just get those twos yeah like after those two rounds when i'd even take these pot shots oh i'd hit and knock one off like whoop oh that was easy where was that two rounds ago <laughs> exactly god i'm looking at because a lot of your stuff was actually fast like your interceptors and if i could pop like there was times when i'd set it up i'd actually planned because your interceptors were behind you know, the um, the shuttles. Yeah. So that if I could pop them off, your interceptors are so fast, they can't slow roll. No. And then but... I was trying to come in behind you. Yeah. Well, so I, also, I actually had planned. I also used the squadrons with my strikers and interceptors so that when I did that one hard, they, the whole squad just basically rotates instead of doing yeah. one hards. And that was a nice little thing to because trust me, people, squadrons if you're playing epic take squadrons their their maneuver ability is absolutely ridiculous yeah though i didn't take any and i was okay with it just because one the points and for me being all squirrely with seeks and stuff i I was 
Well, yeah. I don't know if squadrons would help with uh, in this mission because of the mere fact that you have to stay so wide that if a, if you did pop off a key cargo and you moved your squadron to pick it up, it's like, okay. Well, uh... The thing is, you can pop out of a squadron any time. If I had if I had put the points into someone of, of a decent you know initiative and had a squadron, that makes a world of difference. Like like I found in Epic, Sunterfell leading a squadron of of interceptors is freaking brutal. It's ridiculous. He's, he is ridiculous. They're so crazy maneuverable. It's like you completely move Sunterfell where he needs to be, and then poop, everyone magically shows up next to him, and they all have their flipping um action to you know to do a focus or evade or whatever it is yeah, yeah. explaining that explaining that to robert and his brain is just like what do you mean because i flew uh turf no not turfner uh old turok with two i think i4s or i1s and old turok would move he'd boost he'd focus and then the rest of the squad movie goes now you guys and then they get focus and he's like your guys are stressed i'm like no no they're not he goes but they did yeah. a boost i'm like they didn't <laughs> old t <Yeah>. did <laughs> right there's so much craziness with squadrons that you can do if you have a high initiative you know leader but like all my guys i think i had my two kiraxes were threes and i think that my seeks were scattered between you know ones and twos and threes because i i, I appreciate the um the initiative boost to get the firing first and i've always done that I remember in freaking first edition wave one people were like oh no one should take obsidian squadron obsidian squadrons are lame don't take obsidian it's either black or it's you know or it's an academy and i took a bunch of obsidian i, I mixed my points and like that won me the game once you know against someone because my obsidian two went after his ones yeah right it'll, it'll do it to you it'll it, you know that initiative particularly when it comes to like epic you know, you firing first or moving afterwards really can be quite key. Yeah, that's what I did in one of our other missions with against Robert. Is I I was like, if don't take K wings, you're not gonna have fun because he took all I two K wings and he goes, uh, I'll take K wings. I'm like, okay. So I took I fives, I fours, I threes, and I had a a gay old time because <laughs> yeah. I got to shoot everything first. And that's yeah. what I did here. I took a. Uh, I took I four squ saber squadrons. I took I two uh, aggressors, and I matched Robert's I two Y wings. I had no idea what you were taking, though, Jim. <laughs> that was yeah. that was the wild trick right there. What did you think of my of my choice? I'm just curious. Well, see again, people listening. This is why I love Jim because I've mentioned this in the, in earlier episodes oh. to where I go, oh well. You can watch this stream. Trust me, it doesn't have a Nantex in it. And you're like, why? What's wrong with Nantex? And that was when Nantex were so over the top ridiculous in formal like tournament play. Oh, <laughs> I was like, I love you, Jim. Question. Never change. <laughs> and so right now, what's really killing is a swarm of Sikhs with cannons and the uh, what are the missiles? The the thread tracers. And it's a no mix way, of really, yeah. So wow. ion turrets, tractor beamings, and the thread tracers, and it's really killing right now. With seeks, seeks. Oh my god! So I I've actually seeks. had five seeks for the longest time because I think they're really cool to have a bunch of these little cheap things. And it has been so anti-meta for so long to have a whole bunch of little seeks, but now you're telling me it's meta. It's meta. Yeah, because yeah. you can take where is it? Uh, the 
ion where's the ion to- uh, cannons you can take one, yeah two. or tractor beams are even cheaper you can go for a freaking cheap ass little seek with ions and you know and or tractors for not much at all yeah because you do the thread tracers the ion cannons and then you can do the tractor beams which those are so well that's the other thing all that stuff came down in points yeah yeah so yeah, yeah okay so maybe it's I think it's this. And that's the crazy thing. All the stuff I used kept getting cheaper. I'm like, oh my God, this is amazing. <laughs> oh God. So yeah, you can fly seven seeks, two with tractors, two with ions, one with nothing, and two with thread tracers for 199 points. That's not what it is, but there's something equivalent to that right now. That's just absolutely killing people because it's too many I uh, defense three ships with three attack dice for their their weapons because those are range one to three weapons and you get an extra die at range one now in second edition and then the thread tracers go off and give everyone target locks so then you're double modding so that's what yeah. everyone's hating right now they're like oh there's too many first it was there's too many i4s with the nantex because they were all i4s and you could take six of them and then it was uh all these or now it's the, all these ships with these three defense sites. I'm like tie swarms have been a thing for a very long time i don't know oh, if yeah. you guys knew that My- <laughs> my best squad, one of the best squads I've ever had um, in the entire second edition, I called it my hut gang, which is basically three cartel marauder Sikhs, uh, Leighton, Ashara, and Forlom. And um, I can't seem to be loading it to get the uh, um, the details, but basically it's like Leighton, I think, had a tractor beam, which I would, you know, people have like thrown on the asteroids. Yep. Or thrown in front of three freaking Kiraxes. Um, it's been nuts. And the Forlom totally they actually used to be a generic guy until everything dropped in price. I could get Forlom. And he slow rolls and he he blocks. It's a whole blocking list because everything is cheap and small. And Layton, who can if he survives and gets an evade, he gets another evade and another evade. And he's got a tractor beam and throws people into places, and you just go for the bump. And you go for the tractor beam, and that thing just the, the raw firepower of that list for jousting is absolutely nuts. Yeah, that's it. all the ice, all the seeks are I1s, so that's what happens if you fail to kill any of them. One of them is going to do a five straight and possibly barrel roll and block most of your list. Yeah, oh, and the blocking, <laughs> yeah, people like to me, blocking has been a huge part of the game since wave one. Oh, absolutely. First edition. Like, blocking is totally a thing and a viable strategy. And I like being able to throw out, you know, your front, your screen, your your blockers is huge. And people are, oh, it's not fair. Like, idiot. You know, <laughs> since your fellow's fair, but, you know, you're complaining about <laughs> one chump to throw out in front of you guys. Yeah. Well, it's like, okay for you, but not for them. Well, it's like, well, you know, yeah, yeah. blocking is huge in this game. In fact, it's funny because um, uh, there's a local guy who actually got big in the tournament scene, um, Blake. Blake's a local guy. Remember, he played his first game on my kitchen table. Um, Super nice guy. Utterly nice guy. I I love Blake. And um, he he came and told me one day, he's like, hey, Jim, I just got to say that, like, I was at a tournament and, you know, uh, people are like, man, you're a really good blocker. Where did you learn that? And they're like, well, I learned from Jim Chadwick. <laughs> 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 that's what I told him. Because 
blocking to me is the best move in the game. I love blocking. Oh, absolutely. See, nobody gets upset when you block the AI because you, oh, he's doing a three straight. I know what, what this result is. It's three straight all the way. If not, he's doing a five straight block him. I don't care. No, it has no feelings. <laughs> yeah. Though I have to say, if you're looking like when I would play uh, here's third cluster, I would run the AI or I'd have someone run the AI. No one's allowed to look at the, the list of the chart. No one can see like what the possibilities are. I think that is cheating. What, not being able to see the chart? Like, being able to see the chart, like, okay, you're at range two? Oh. What are the chances of what this guy's move is? No, like, through that, you're not allowed to see. My players did that, and I stopped them. I, I started deleting the charts off the table, and I would do it on my phone so they couldn't possibly see it. Yes, yes. Because, like, it, you can, they can be pretty predictable as it is, but when you actually have the damn chart, and you're looking at the possibilities that to me is cheating it's it's one of those things that like uh biff and i got into not so much maybe that but um when it came to here's story cluster i like to have everything a mystery yeah and Biff is like the oh no on turn three there'll be reinforcements so that is how i'm i ran through hotak and that's how i'm doing it now in flight group alpha i will say doing it in flight group alpha is a lot harder for the players mm. not knowing what's coming oh i'll agree with that <laughs> Because Hotak is go in, blow them up, maybe trigger something, get the F out. Flight group alpha is you have to do this on turn three. You have to do this by turn five. And if you don't do this by turn four, turn six doesn't matter. And you're like, Ugh. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So all of a sudden I'm like, oh, by the way, this is showing up and this is showing up. And then I'm like, what the fuck? That's not possible. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's right here. I'm like, yeah, guys, totally possible. You're not supposed to stay here and slug it out. You're supposed to get in, complete the mission, get out. You're not supposed to stay in here and get 50 points per player every mission. That's not how Flight Group Alpha works. It's not OTAC. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, but, all right. We'll wrap this first part up with this uh, epic key cargo retrieval. I mean, how many yub nubs out of 10 would you give this mission? I have been wanting to play this mission for so long. I have been excited to like. I have this is my first time playing the mission, to be honest. And I've I've always wanted to, but I could never convince. Like we never had three players, or we never. It was always frustrating. So this was the first time, and I was a little frustrated. I'll <laughs> I'll give two yub yub out of three. Two um, <laughs> it's out of ten. <laughs> because like, it's two out of three. <laughs> two out of three. Two yub nubs because. It was very frustrating that I couldn't hit on the key rounds that I utterly planned my entire attack to be these two rounds of the round to knock shit off. And then, like, the dice were against me. But I still... So what you're saying is a 6.25 out of 10. <laughs> I, think, I think it had a lot to do with that one run-through. If we did it again, it'd be a completely different game, and I'd have a much more enjoyable time so i'm being neutral or a slightly above average of two out of three because i was frustrated but yet i think the next time will be better yeah so wait let, let me post it that. Yeah. i'll give let, it a, let me go ahead Beth. Beth. so so i i i completely understand where you're coming from jim from the standpoint of like those two critical rounds and how if you in the way the game played out if you wind up rolling even just the the less than average that you did, it's a it it changes the outcome, you know, of the game. <laughs> yes. Totally buy into that. 
but you're you're using that to like that experience to to pull back from like what like what did the game the game setup do to kind of create the lousy roles? That's what that's what I'm trying, like I'm poking at. How does okay. dice so, variance so, counts for four uh, points? So what caused it to come to be that way was the fact that Patrick showed up with 500 points and had great dice rolls. That's yes. why it sucked so much. Nah, yeah. uh, like, I think, like, I understand what you're saying, Biff, and I and I remember, like, early on in X Men, we were like, "Oh, don't hate the dice. Hate. Think about what you could have done differently in the game to be better." It's like, you know what? I've I've been playing this game for freaking what since since wave one of first edition. Okay, like, I'm 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 actually. It's funny because I went to like the uh, Crate Cup, and there were a bunch of like uh, serious X Meners who were actually surprised that that I did well with my team, like throughout <laughs> a bunch of regular missions, um, because I was the casual guy. And casual means you suck. It's not true. Like I'm sure there are people who who aren't good who prefer casual. I actually am actually pretty hyper competitive, but I found casual boring due to the repetitiousness of the list it's like oh look the same five lists oh boy what a joy <laughs> you know like do i want to practice for three months against the same flipping thing every week to then go to an event to play the same flipping thing you know like, you know what i've got better things to do with my life than that um so i'm not i'm not a bad player but and i'm, I'm not suggesting that you are <laughs> right 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 and it's just like so i i take this whole uh, you know what could i have done differently and i think i played the game spot on and my dice were off and i lost and i'm okay with that but i was frustrated by the aspect of it in the game so i don't know if you really want me to rate this scenario i would say I, it's unknown because I, I i would have to try it again oh okay, okay. i'll accept that yeah and that's so that's that to me is just like I think you you, you kind of nailed it from that standpoint. If you want to give if you want to give a grade to kind of how was your experience, I think you're spot on with saying two out of three. To, and two to, out of three to, is better than fifty percent. Oh yeah, I get it. I get it. I I was interpreting as in you're basically saying that the scenario, like the way it's set up, how you score, what are the objectives, you, you think that that is only worthy of like a six out of 10 or a seven out of 10. Um, and that's the part that I kind of wanted to challenge you on um, and make sure that you were, that that, you know, cause that to me is the type of grade that we want to lay out on the table. Yes, every play is going to be different because you make different choices and just how the variance in the dice. But from a standpoint of what, what does that scenario enable you to exercise from the game? your choice of list, the tactical decisions that you make, what kind of breadth as far as the junk you can bring to the table and the weapons that you can deploy and the loadouts that you can deploy. I mean, how you guys were just dinging the fact that the remotes, you can't do things like tractor beaming um, or ionization. And, and to me, that would be that would be the next step that I'd want to try and introduce into this game is enabling those types of tactical decisions wouldn't you think it would be absolutely awesome if you could tractor beam and then ionize a shuttle off the side of the board and score all those points yeah to pull well, that off the problem to, so to me that's just that that would just like 
open that up the aperture on how much they, fun you can have with the scenario. But you see, that is an epic rule in general because those particular rules about the cargo and the shuttle are based upon epic as an overall concept as or style of play as opposed to this particular scenario. So mm. while I think, yes, um, we could fine-tune this particular scenario to be better, there are certain rules for epic in general that inhibit that, if uh, it makes sense. I mean, so, yes. So there are the thing I like about this mission is it's not it's not clear cut. There are so many moving pieces that you're going to have to have to pay attention. It's not did I bring a better <laughs> a better list or I have to yes. bring a really good list. It's I yeah. have to have a good strategy against how I can get these damn things off the table because if all of a sudden you took uh what's the slowest ship in the uh, you took like a shuttle <laughs> you took the it, no offense shuttle did you remember you took yeah, the yeah, shuttle. Yeah. and you're like don't worry this shuttle's gonna get in there and get that key cargo off that table it's like never in a million years is that thing getting off the table but if all of a sudden you did take something that can slam like you took fireballs and you're like i need to grab this cargo and just slam off the. It, that's something you need to incorporate into your list building yes and how this game goes for me, this is like a 7 out of 10. This is perfect epic play. It does need tweaks. We did get stuff wrong, so you don't have to, you know. <laughs> High five there, guys. <laughs> so, But <laughs> the whole, I need to shoot this this shuttle to make it drop cargo and just do one damage, it seems simple enough. But Oh, God, it seems simple enough. I'll, <laughs> I'll agree seems, with that. I mean, so munitions is a good idea, but if I were to change something just from our first play... I would drop that gets a free evade BS. I don't like it. I don't like the fact that this basically has a permanent reinforce as long as it's in your arc. Because all I have to do is keep a friendly ship in it near you somewhere to get that ability to trigger. I would make it to where after it suffers X amount of damage, it drops a cargo. Which it could be 2 damage or maybe 4 damage and so on to, to make it seem a little bit more balanced instead of just giving it free evades. So if all of a sudden you played this mission, you're like, I took TIE Fighters. It's like, you're not hitting this thing. I'm sorry. You're never going to yeah. hit it. It's going to get to that free well, evade every never, time. Never, depending on the TIE Fighter pilot, because I was looking at a bunch, there's always a bunch of the guys that are like, you know, you can gain extra attack die in certain ways. And to be honest, TIE Fighters are range one, three attack dies are actually pretty good. So to be one of, my, one of the strategies I took was to go with TIE Fighter Swarm, I ended up not because they're they're hard to kill, and and they can, you know, through the through the many shots get stuff through. But um, I did want to play against Imperial Imperial versus Imperial. Yeah, and the other thing is people who are the attackers. I mean, you guys didn't take epic ships, and thinking that was the right call. Don't take an epic ship because you're not going to have any points to do anything. Unless yeah. Unless you're planning on loading that that epic ship with a bunch of turrets and shooting at your at the shuttles to make it drop stuff, which that I guess that's a tactic. We'd have to test that out. Well, because if you didn't spend like a lot of points, because a Sea Rock for me is like fifty eight points. Yeah, you know, and it's got it's got uh, three frontal attack on its own without a turret, and if I happen to ram you, <laughs> like you're taking damage, which is therefore dropping a cargo. Yeah, yeah, that's another tactic, I guess. 
Uh, that, that's what I love about it. There's so many different ways to play it. It's not, I take these three ships, I win. It's, I can take this and work with it my way to come out with some sort of victory. And you might so, not see it. So the way I, the way I think, um, um, I, I think this scenario, I wish I could delve more into it because I gave two out of three and I did low, which is like six out of 10, whatever I, I, or six out of nine, to be honest. Um, I did the math. It's 6.2. 6. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I would like to, um, which is very close to what Patrick said. I think I would like to try it more. And Absolutely. I really think that this scenario has a lot to it. And I think it's also unique because it's three players. Yes. Which oh, sometimes yeah. you're freaking out the game store and there's like three guys want to play X-Wing because everyone else yes. is all involved. And that's unique. And I, I like three-pillar games. And I think this game has a lot of potential. I just want to explore it some more. I'm a bit frustrated with how it came out for me. <laughs> yeah. um, and I just have to say that I would have to explore it some more. And we forgot to mention, yeah. this is all on a three-by-three three mat. Yeah. yeah. So it's a thousand yeah. points. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. wasn't tight at all with all the rocks. <laughs> yeah. You can't... Oh, good to God. You, you can't... Um, Jim brings up a really good point. You cannot... Um, you cannot, like, be casual with the fact that here we have a, in my opinion, a mission that has got very solid bones from a standpoint of crafting a mission that brings three people to the table and balances out the that whole notion of like two people getting together and and ganging up on the third with with the way the objectives are played out and the scoring is played out it does a really good job of trying to balance that nuance. So I, I, I really, really do like this particular scenario because it is the fact that it's bringing three, it's, it's threading that needle. Um, I, I think it could tweak a little bit, but um, it, it's hard to come up with a three player scenario um, that does a good job of balancing everything out. So yeah, yeah. big kudos from that standpoint. I, I would lean towards like eight, eight out of 10, Ooh. which isn't, you know, far from everybody else. Um, I, I really, really want to kind of free up the epic rule constraints to really start having fun on this type of a, of a, of a mission. Now, yeah. I, I will say a lot comes down to list building because like Honor Among Thieves, that one particular scenario that I've always loved and, and I've always pushed them, like say the FFG forums and they were there. Um, like I, I remember someone posting like how they played it. They had a horrible time because they played with um, some. Of the, he was one of the two attackers, which was a very similar situation to this. And the other attacker um, was a tournament player who was so excited to have like bonus points, like two hundred and fifty as opposed to two hundred, that yeah. they ended up taking like two completely loaded out IG eighty eights. <laughs> oh, that poor wow. boy! <laughs> exactly, and so, and then the the you know defensive player loaded out as imperial with utterly cheap lots of ships, and so like the the one person who would listen to me took like a a balance like a more than normal but still not like a complete swarm, and then their partner took two ships. Yeah. 
<laughs> and then their opponent took as many flipping ships as they could take at one time as an extreme. And they had a bad experience with the game. They're like, well, this was really terrible. It's like, okay, yes, that game was terrible. But if you played that game again with the same people, would you have the same experience? Yeah, yeah. be a little different. And it would be different. So when you enter, it's like, did you have fun if you played your first 200 point game versus a tournament player was that a positive experience <laughs> you know what i mean and we and yeah. that's a good segue perhaps into uh yeah well robert what did you give it out of 10 i'm gonna give it a seven solid you know yeah, we, can, can there be improvements made yep can there be i mean every time you play that scenario Every time you play it, you're going to learn something. And every time you learn something, you're going to play it a little bit differently. Yeah. And, and the more you play it and the more you you adjust the nuances for your style and things like that, of course, you're going to come up with uh, the, 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 the more you're going to enjoy the, the scenario. So, you know, my seven, maybe the next time will be a 7.5 or an eight, depending on if we win or not. Uh, you know, it's 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 all a learning experience. I mean, it's it's no different than the first time you've played X-Wing for the first time. Yeah. This is what's really cool is listening to the three of you talk about how you want to play the scenario again. And that right there, you know, you've got a winner because, you know, you've gone through an experience, even from a standpoint of like Jim saying it wasn't the best because of the way the dice played out, which I completely understand. He's still motivated and wants to do it more. Whether or not he can, that's a different scenario, but it's, the desire is there, and that's when you know you've got a winning combination for a scenario. People right. want to play. Wow, that was some space battle. Yeah, it was epic. Well, we are uh, finally outside of Tatooine. We need to drop off our cargo, and you guys need to get back to your post. Post? We aren't on active duty. We shall guests back and forth to our vacation spot on Endor. Why did you stop us at a checkpoint? Calling Bantha sounds ridiculous. We had to see it for ourselves. Yeah, the docking supervisor told me there are no female Banthas on all of Tatooine. Really? Yeah, so they're starting a breeding program to keep Bantha populations going. Uh, if not, the sand people might revolt on account of the rapid moisture farming expansion, eliminating Banthas. Some guy named Ryan Farmer's just taking over the planet. Apparently, farmers keep killing banthas that are damaging expensive farming equipment. I am never hauling banthas again, no matter how much they pay me. Well, since you guys are still in need of repair, do you fancy a drink? Now you're talking. Where do you have in mind? Metabar? Oh, no. We're permanently banned from there. Uh, apparently calling their food pretentious and bad for your palate is a no-no. Casual cantina. It is on Tatooine. I guess we could visit our old watering hole. Old watering hole? You guys seem like uh, regulars here. Yeah, we stop by from time to time. You must know the lay of the land. What are the do's and don'ts? Oh yeah, we have seen all sorts, from the worst scum to the kindest. Well, drink first talk after hey we're can i get a treple make mine a new glarus fat squirrel 
Uh, I'll just take a nice single malt scotch whiskey. I will take a Julius from Treehouse, please. Okay, what are the do's and don'ts of this place? That was an amazing first half. Right now we're going to talk about Matt etiquette because we have had a huge influx of new players because I don't know if you if Shuttle Diderium is on the Reddit pages, but on the Reddits, yeah. on the Facebook, every other day, I'm sorry, no, actually, every day, hi, I just bought X-Wing. Hi, I just got in a second edition. Hi, I just got, like, so we are getting a huge influx of new players who are playing digital X-Wing, and they've never played on an actual mat in a store or really? in a tournament. Yeah. They've, they've never put chips on a table in a, a huge setting because there's no stores open right now. And I created a Reddit post that was saying, digital mat etiquette because a lot of players don't know etiquette they really don't especially when you play against them they start touching and doing things that they're not supposed to be doing um so i i also brought you guys on to talk about this because you guys have been it since wave one of first edition if i'm not mistaken that was me i don't know about uh biff when he came in I think I came in at about, well, I mean, I was around when the game was introduced. Yeah. Like I, I went over and messed around with it at Gen Con when it was introduced, but I didn't actually start buying until it was like wave three or four, something like that. Yeah, I was wave five. I was a year after okay. it came out, I think. Okay. And then, Robert, what wave were you? Do you remember? You do. Noob. Noob. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I was wave four. Yeah, I was just before uh, just before K Wings came out. Of course, see, I was yeah, just before I actually. I quit the game for a little bit and came back to it by that point. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> All right, so what? Uh, bit for Jim. What are some tabletop etiquettes that everyone should know playing either at home with their friends or in a top tier Gen Cons four hundred people to the limit tease D is over your shoulder tournament. Mm, if you want to go first, I talk too much. Um, so, okay. Um, maybe this might be a little bit of like a, a kind of a broad category, and I'm really coming at it from a standpoint of like a Hotak or an Epic or, you know, Flake Group Alpha type setting. But um, I would say like taking advantage of the tool set offered to you by the digital medium when you're when you're not officially like allowed to do that. So like for example, um, you've just moved your ship and you're you're deciding whether or not you want to take like let's say like a target lock. And so you'll you'll turn on what we call the bloom, which allows you to see everything that's within range three of you. And you're using like that information to now determine whether or not you're going to actually like take the lock. Whereas in the 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 real life game, you know, you, well, first off, you're technically not supposed to do that. You're supposed to declare what target you want to try and lock, then you check range for that specific target. Yeah. Um. So it's it's like doing that kind of stuff. I think is I will at least say it would be frowned upon. Um, I, I do think that it always depends on the type of group that you're in, but you know, it's it's leveraging the tool set because it's just so much easier, if you will, and that that can begin to to give people too much information that they wouldn't have had in the 
real life setting. Hmm. That would be the first one I would throw out. No, I, I, I agree with them. I, I, I solidly agree with them. One thing to keep in mind, uh, Biff, is that if you do play the game, you know that you can't measure to see if you can take the target lock. You have to declare it like like it was said. you got to declare it and then measure. And if you miss it, well, then you're done. There are people who are cheeky. They'll do the, hey, I need to see if I'm in range one for Jake. And then they'll bust out the range three ruler. They, they'll yeah. do that digitally. And then on the real mat, they'll all of a sudden put that range three ruler down and be like, huh, am I range one? Am I not range one? It's like, stop measuring to my ships, dude. That's rude. <laughs> Yeah, it happens though. It seriously yeah. does. Well, I, I think the second rule of of X Wing should be just it's it's very simple, and it, it it is the simplest rule in all of X Wing that covers oh so much, and that's called the "don't be <laughs> rule. <laughs> that's way too vague. Uh, well, yeah. actually, I don't know because it kind of goes into with what my etiquette is. But I'll let you guys finish that discussion out. Go for Go, it, Robert. <laughs> okay. So that's a dick move that Biff just described. That's a dick move that you just described. Don't be a dick. It's 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 very simple. If you think it's dickish, then don't do it. Yeah. If you know it's dickish, then don't do it. Yeah. I don't absolutely agree with that. I think that particular type of attitude is key whether you're playing digitally or not. Because yeah. because if I if I say like what is what is my etiquette? It is basically, what's the point of playing X-Wing? It's to have fun. Thank you. you Thank you. Thank you. To win plastic crack. Wait. And that's very broad. It's (laughs) a very broad brush. I will will fully admit. But it goes in with this particular thing is is that basically don't cheat and be a dick. Like, on one hand, if if someone's... Oh gosh, I totally forgot this totally moronic thing. Can I can yeah. I flip my token? Like, you know what? Yeah. I in tournaments, I've been like, yeah, I'll let you do that. And I beat them later on, but like <laughs> but I'll right. let them do that stupid thing. You know, at least once. And yeah, if someone is blatantly taking advantage of the situation, you know, could you get a read? If someone's being blatant about it, well, that's taken away from your fun. So I'm okay with you being like. No, I'm not saying be a pushover every game, but, right. but if someone's like, oh, I totally forgot this. I'm like, you know what? Go for it, dude. Cause yeah. you would have done it if you were paying attention and we're here to have fun. This is a fun game, you know, go yeah. for it. Yeah. But if someone's being a dick, you'd be like, you don't have to be a, a mat for them because that removes your fun. It's about like, you know, that's really pushing it, dude. I, yeah. I don't like, I don't appreciate you trying that. And, um, and it can be taken a lot of other methods. Like if you are a tournament player and you're like, I know the game. And someone walks up and like, I, I'm playing a, a bunch of stuff. This is fun. You know, I'm, I'm playing X-Wing. Pew, pew. And you take your curb stompiest list where you basically <laughs> push their freaking face on the curb and you Philly curb stomp and kick their teeth out. It's like, is that really, is that really fun? Is that really like a good time yeah, is that really be, encouraging the yeah, do not you know, be slayer. yes we know uh <laughs> god yeah a name that's from first that. edition like if someone I, I find out someone's absolutely flipping new I'll, I'll play like i'll do crap because I'm like you know what i've never done this i want to see how this plays out my guy yeah. reaches forward and drops bombs you know what the hell let's see how this works 
oh, I'm going to K-turn here just for the flip of it. You know, like, because I find even in those times when you're experienced, you're playing someone who's not, you can try crazy one, get them involved in the game to get better. And two, you actually learn how to be better because some crazy actually works. You're like, I'm remembering this stuff. I'm remembering that move when I'm playing in a tournament. Yeah, that's why I love Hotak. Well, that's why I love Hotak and, and Epic, because yeah. I can try those. Well, I don't have enough points to try this in the 206 format, but I can in Hotak and Epic because I have now more points. It's like, oh, now I can try that combo. Holy crap, it really works. Let me try it in 206 now. <laughs> I'll figure out the points at some point. Um, All right. What's your what's your point, Patrick? So I wrote up a thing uh, with a lot of points, um, but my most... Uh, important one is keeping your table clean make sure your dials are labeled and next to your ship or at least to where you know what ship it belongs to because i've screwed that up many times uh i lost a game because of it (laughs) so you're so you are a a clean and organized person see you want the table and organized i'm not the cleanest and organized however i've seen it to where people have their maneuver templates like on the table moving with their ship which let me tell you that's that's back to our first point that biff was saying it's like that's kind of cheating dude (laughs) you can't just leave measuring devices on the table i'm not going to say that you're cheating but it kind of makes you look bad um same thing with like random tokens just scoured throughout the table and then everyone's had that moment to like, who's this evade belong to? And you're like, oh, I think I evaded yeah. two turns ago. I don't know. Maybe yeah, it was on soon or digital or not. <laughs> yeah. And that happens even more in the digital age because it's harder to move a mouse and grab something, especially when you're zoomed in or zoomed out right. or something has moved over a token and it's you can't see it until the ship moves again. You're like, where the hell did that token come from? Or they stack right. on top of each other and they disappear. So... Yeah, that's my biggest thing. Keep your table clean, boys and girls, please. All right, back to Biff. I maybe what I suppose what I would add, dude, this is like a little bit the opposite um, of like from an etiquette standpoint. But I kind of I kind of like the the thread about um, if you will like not being a dick and kind of what that means. Um, <laughs> within my play group, I have a very diverse experience level um some guys have been playing the game for a long time and have been playing it in person a lot um and they're having i'll call it difficulties moving over into a digital environment Mm. your perspective on the game is totally different um when you're looking at your monitor versus you know looking down at a table Um, a lot of people have vocalized even i myself struggle with this a little bit judging distances and so forth. I know it seems maybe like odd, but it's like a different, it's a different perspective and and judging how far you're gonna move and so forth. Um, So I have players that are are like so new or relatively new that in order for them to really be able to play well, we're kind of like cutting them some slack, if you will, from a standpoint of leveraging some of the digital capabilities in order to make sure that their game isn't completely dorked up. Um, be, because, you know, hey, you know, blocking, that, that whole point about blocking early, how about blocking is a very effective move. 
um, you get blocked of your own, like, um, you know, mistake because you thought you were going to clear, but lo and behold, you're going to plow right into somebody. It can totally ruin a turn in a game like Flight Group Alpha or, or Hot AC. Um, so it, kind of an appreciation of, of this, it's to, to Jim's point, this is about having fun. And sometimes you've got to bend the rules so that people can actually start gaining the experience, but gaining that experience like in a positive way. Um, so like there are some times to where in Flake Group Alpha, I've got the new players are bringing the, the maneuver templates out onto the board to, to really, you know, they've talked about what they want to do and now it's okay, let's make sure that sucker is going to really, really fit. Um, because the last thing I want to do is essentially lose a player in my play group because they keep bumping into things when they don't intend to. Um, and, and it's good from a learning standpoint because you got to talk through the maneuvers, look at what their options are, and now we're kind of really just testing the one that they've thought through and think is really, really good. And it, it kind of builds up confidence for that player. It's a good learning experience. Um, and eventually, I'm going to cut them off. You know, they're not going to be able to do that anymore, if you will. <laughs> Um, it, it, again, it's, it's, how do you kind of thread that needle? Um, now if I was going in like, like some kind of like a tournament or something that sure, no, I wouldn't be doing that. But, um, in this little setting amongst friends, I think it's like a good example of how do you drive the fun factor in, but, but for the more seasoned player, I want to give him the challenge, you know, he's, the seasoned players are kind of, you know, they're, 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 they're astute enough to kind of realize, oh, okay, I'm going to move X number of small bases forward, right? You can kind of on a computer screen start kind of checking that off, if you will. Yeah. Um, so I want to put the pressure on the, on the more seasoned guys while giving the new guys that chance to kind of learn and grow at the same time. It's, a, it's a balancing act. I don't know. No, that's a good etiquette. It's a judge your player accordingly, especially when not, not in a tournament format. And give them, yeah. give them the benefit of the doubt. Give them the break that they need in order to stick with the game or figure out if they can learn from that mistake and move on. Or if they're just going to continually say, no, I was right. I could have fit that. And it's like, you clearly didn't. So, <laughs> <laughs> All right. My next one yep. has to deal with food. <laughs> this is actually food. a good one. Okay. <laughs> If you're going to eat snacks at the table, make sure that they don't have crumbs and land on the freaking table. We have enough asteroids as it is. And I don't want to have to brush the table off to be playing. If you're going to drink, make sure you drink out of a straw or away from the table so I don't have pools of beverage that I have to drive through. And two, offer your opponent a snack too. Don't, don't hoard it. Share. Be nice. And, and we can take that into the digital land, too. Don't talk while on the game to your opponent. Oh, God, that's such a good one. I can't believe I didn't think about that. Don't, yeah, don't. That's, a, that's a total Porkins. Well, I can hold it. Porkins, <laughs> <laughs> okay, while you're playing digitally, okay, and don't don't eat shit that smells horrible. I mean, okay, so liver and onions is an acquired taste. If you like it, great. Don't share it with me, okay? I don't like the taste of liverwurst and onions on a cracker, all right? Just be cool, you know? Share. 
be nice. That's that's it's not that hard. That that's one of my peeves. Sorry. So uh Jim. Well, I can just say on that on that note, I, I've got this big metal, you know, it's not a Yeti brand, but it's one of those type cups. Yeah. And um a friend of mine's got a laser cutter, um, and it's got a United States Space Force like engraved when they first announced it because we because he's ex-military and we joked about space force yes um, and he made this for me and it, there was one time i was playing with a group of people including type punisher jason and i dropped the metal cup and it ended up knocking one of type punisher jason's like minis off the table and like i was worried it was gonna be crushed or broken or because you know these things sometimes they just they just snap yes and it didn't but i was I was really worried about, like, did I break as many? I felt like such a flipping ditz. I mean, like, I, it was off the play area, etc. I thought that, I, like, it slipped from my hand like a fool. And um, I felt terrible um, for almost breaking, you know, one of Ty Punisher Jason's uh, minis. And, yeah, so I agree with that about the beverages. I've been victim. I mean, I've been the, the idiot bad guy. Oh, yeah. Especially when you drop food on someone else's mat. <laughs> That's the worst. I've never done it. I've seen it happen to where, like, you know, it's break time. There's mats everywhere. Someone's eating, like, a hoagie or a meatball sub. And you just see that meatball just go. <laughs> yeah. You're like, oh, God, right on the Death Star. There's a splatter. Yeah. yeah. And then just, you know, you see them wipe it up and then just leave. Hey, what the hell happened yeah. to my mat? Oh, some guy just dropped yeah. a meatball on it. <laughs> um, I, I've never seen that, actually. But uh, oh, I have. I've, I've definitely seen it. I have seen that. I've seen some guy eat a meatball sub and there'd be like meat drippings and shit on oh. the mat. I'd be so pissed. <laughs> oh yeah. My other thing, and this is my this is live Matt, because I mean we have so much digital nonsense too. And this happens digitally. Show up to your games early. If you're not early, you're not on time. Yeah. Because I've been to tournaments where the tables have been reset five times because some schmuck walks in ten minutes late or 40 minutes late and says i'd like to play and because the store owner has no backbone goes absolutely you can play right now well let's reshuffle the table and it's this was in a, a place that was like two floors in order to get upstairs or downstairs you either had to go down a spiral staircase and drop your models and never see them again or walk out into the street with your stuff and drop them and never see them again and then go into either a basement or one of the it was a terrible it was terrible so please show up to your games early <laughs> don't show up late if you do take the loss yeah oh. yeah couldn't agree more with you i i guess one of the things that um i would for my next etiquette 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 rule would be if you're if your opponent wants to chat post game and now you know do some analysis of what happened um your input even if it's like you didn't fly the best is it's good because basically the point is to have fun to get better etc and if they're trying to get better don't be just a <laughs> you know <laughs> don't be just like well you suck I <laughs> like, don't be a but basically be like well you know that particular loadout isn't optimal for how you flew it you you might want to try this or I think your loadout's good. I just don't think you need to go in guns blazing like you did and get shot to hell. You know, try to like do some flanking or, you know, 
I think I I think if someone wants to, you don't have to necessarily be like, well, you totally flew that wrong. You know, don't offer that up if they're not looking yeah. for it. But like if they're trying to figure out how that game went and you know, you could say, you know, you know what, you flew that game perfectly and the dice just went my way. Mm. You yeah, know, that excuse. I hate you saying the dice lost me the game or the dice won you the game. It happens though. It does happen. <laughs> it just I I think there are games I've played where I've won and I've been like, you know what, if I were you, I wouldn't because I've talked to him. Like, you know, I, I don't think you did anything wrong. I just think I outrolled you. Yeah. Oh, that might make somebody feel bad too. <laughs> yeah. It might, but like, but if they're if they're actually honestly looking for feedback and trying to figure out what they're trying to do is like, do I need to tweak this list? Do I need to tweak how I fly? Do I need to? Yeah, like, just, yeah, I mean, if you're going to be truthful about it, you say, you know what? No, I I think your list is solid. I just think that today was not your day with the dice. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's cool to say. Yeah, uh, everybody know, has good I, or bad luck. You know, I think what it boils down to is is just being respectful yeah to another human being i mean you got to be respectful i mean you're, are you gonna shove the game down their face you know it's like i crushed man or 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 are you gonna be hey, list yeah or are you gonna be hey i appreciate the game thanks for playing you know i would much rather be that guy and be known for hey he's a cool guy to play because he plays really well I'm probably going to get my butt kicked, but he's really nice. I, I think it all boils down to as if we're if we're respectful to each other. Yes, I mean, because if even as is, what is your goal? If you're if you like stomp somebody, and you're like, you know what? I didn't enjoy that. So what do you do? Do you just do you just blow them off? Or if you help them get better, maybe the next time you play them, you'll have more fun because it'll be a closer game. Because come on, everybody enjoys a close game. Right. Even if you lose, you're like, oh, that was so much fun. Good game. <laughs> you know, and if you help someone get to that level, you're only helping yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Unless you're a dick and you're trying to dominate the local scene and then F you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, you know what? There are those guys, and those are the guys I don't like to play against. I don't yeah. like to play against that guy that his only his only happiness in life is to bring the the medius meta as he can, so that he can crush you and all your hopes and dreams, and then be smug about it. Well, there's there's good news is because Warhammer 40k came with a new version, so a lot of those guys left back to 40k. Well, that's good. I mean, that is good. Wow, um, I've played I've played those guys before too, and not fun right yeah because they just well, net, they just list or net what is it net deck net list. or just curb stomp the whole point is to just basically destroy you as quickly as possible and have no qualms about it that's 40k that's yeah, yeah. i never played 40k i was a fantasy guy we made fun of the 40k guys oh. yeah so i think so i think it all boils down to is be respectful yeah be polite don't eat and don't be a yeah. It, to me, it goes down to like, what's the point of the game? Is to have fun. Yeah. And think yeah. of all the ways that basically, like, if you're on both sides of the table, was that a fun experience? Like, and, yeah, and that, but, you know what? Fun. There are guys out there that do get off on being, you know, that guy. 
you know, yeah. who's the curb stomping. And, yeah, there are all those people. In and, and, you know, when I, uh, I have no problem, you know, getting to two, turn three and the guy being a complete head and, you know, wanting to be the curbside. And I, and I have no problem going, hey, congratulations, you won. Bye. See you later. I'm going to get a sandwich. Oh, see. A beatball sub. Well, so I also asked on our Facebook page and said, what are the things you don't want to hear when you're losing or winning? And what are, the, what are the things that you should say when you're losing or winning? And one guy goes, I don't want to hear about dice. I got into that position of the game because I outplayed my opponent. When they do this, I make sure to do the dice checkers so they see that it wasn't the dice. <laughs> That's one way yeah. to look at it. <laughs> and like, I... I admit bitching about dice can be a weakness and that basically there are things you could do differently in your game that you can probably blame on dice. Like if you had crazy luck, it could have pulled through. But I think like with our particular game, and if you look at the averages for the whole thing, they were, you know, fine, relatively fine. But it's like for those two crucial turns that like yeah. were make or break of the game, my dice were slightly below average. And it's not like, they were horrible. Yeah. They were below average and yours were above average. And that was enough to net you the win. And congratulations, yeah. you know, good luck on that. And I think a lot of people do use, you know, dice as an excuse. But there also are those games where you're like, oh, my God, he outsnookered me. And, oh, crap, he whiffed. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you so. know, there are those games where the dice, like I've played Jonathan and Ty Punisher Jason, where the dice have been just like... Like, you feel bad. Oh, yeah. Yeah. See, and I don't think you should have to apologize for having great dice or for them having bad. You know, I I also don't like that when some guy looks at me and says, oh, man, I'm so sorry your dice aren't working out for you. That's almost adding salt into the wound, too. Yeah. Not to me. I'll feel okay, but go on. Well, we have a friend (laughs) that apologizes consistently while playing, and it's only if he's winning – and he goes, I'm so sorry. Oh, I'm dude, I'm so sorry. It's like, dude, please stop apologizing. I know your list. I've seen your list. I know what it can do. You're not sorry. You <laughs> brought it. feel bad because you knew it would win. <laughs> yeah. So don't say that's another don't say sorry during a match. That's another etiquette. Don't yeah. say, oh dude, I'm so sorry. Because it's not gonna make me feel any better, <laughs> regardless. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> I think you know. we wrapped it up. Uh, yeah. I, I just want to mention, these are some things that uh, I posted in other people um, just for digital speak loudly, use a big microphone, some cameras that you use. Some cameras have microphones. Some of them are terrible. So don't come into a game and just, I'm sorry for the guys that are listening to me. And it's, the other thing is, life's going to get in the way, especially in digital gaming. The dog's going to have to go out. There are going to be kids running and screaming in the background or talk, trying to talk to daddy while he's playing his X-Wing or his mommy while playing X-Wing. Right. Now, Susan, come get come get Jill. I'm so sorry. I didn't. She she was supposed to be taking her nap time. This is her lunch time, too. I, I, don't, I don't. It's OK. Life's going to get in the way. There's a clock on the table. Click it. Pause the game. It happens. Um, yeah. Another thing is uh know the rules of digital gaming and of x-wing people are going to get stuff wrong it happens there's tons of tutorials there's judges out there but i mean 
don't come into a game and not know how you, your stuff works because that's going to slow the game down a lot. Teaching Unless people. you're playing somebody who wants to teach. We'll see that this is when you're in a tournament, but if you're now coming to a store and you've never played before and you need to learn, mention it. Don't just start a tournament and say, this is my first game. Yeah, We're at Gen Con, bro. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> know your role before you come into a tournament don't don't go into a tournament and expect someone to teach you x-wing it's not going to work very well because that person even if they are friendly some aren't going to be so have that in mind when you're also playing someone who's never played before don't be a dick but if you're in league night you're going to run into people who have never played the game before you're going to have to teach them if you're not good at it, get someone else. <laughs> Don't you know, be... I've actually gotten people into the game, and etc. And then I see them like a month or two later, and they're not playing. And I'm like, hey, we, you know, you want to play? And they're like, oh, I just found X Wing's not for me. And I'll be like, really, dude, what's going on? Yeah, who'd you say, play? Well, who did they'll you say, play? you know, I like playing yeah. against you and a couple of the other guys, but some of the people are just jerks. Yeah, that's hundred <laughs> percent because they're there like, to yeah, win. That is X Wing. Yep. I can't argue with that. Yeah um digital x-wing save early save often there's a setting in tts to where you can auto save your games in case it crashes um so and the reason uh -huh. and use it yeah well that's the other thing wireless works but a lan cable is better wireless can drop at a moment's notice and then reconnect and you'll never know unless you're playing a game that demands a solid connection and that could make you drop your game and then all of a sudden you're stuck with a crap shoot which uh the yeah. Does that actually happen to people? I'm sorry. I'm a I'm a first person shooter gamer and yeah. Like LAN connection is the only way to go. I'm sorry. Oh yeah. So I mean, I try not to do wireless on my laptop because I'll be playing with someone. If you're playing with them across the world, your speed's just going to not be great. If they're on wireless and they have a horrible speed, it's going to be worse. And I've been in those games and they'll just get kicked out of your game and they have to rejoin <laughs> it. And yeah you'll try to move a ship and it won't move and then all of a sudden six tokens will pop on the board your ship will barrel roll three times and <laughs> it's just it's just one of those things um and i think lastly but not the least because somebody mentioned this and this is such a good idea don't touch or move your pl other players tokens dials ships unless they ask yes don't do it no touchy no don't touchy no touchy unless look it's okay to touch them if they ask you to yeah i because in digital x-wing I, I i don't have to ask my opponent to move my ship in real x-wing if my ship is across the table the tables are mm -hmm. a little too wide and in order for me to get to the other side of the table i have to walk 20 to 30 feet twice which can happen yeah no i'm not going to the other side of the table to move my ship i'm going to hand you a maneuver and say please move my ship and you're going to have to <laughs> So yeah. But remember, you're giving your opponent opportunity to move your ships. Yeah. Well, they <laughs> might accidentally shift your ship. The dial might not set right, and you're gonna just <laughs> you're gonna give it. Oh, oh, no. Yeah, yeah. You just nicked that um, <laughs> that asteroid. Sorry. I have one of the things I've done in tournaments, particularly is when I play people. I'm like, I'll start off and say, look, I just let you know. I am terrible. <laughs> I am terrible at maneuvering these things. 
and bumping, and I am not trying to cheat. I am just really bad. So I just want to let yeah. you know. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. A, a, I'm not drunk, officer. I'm just a bad driver. Right, and I will. I will tell people. I'll be like, I just want to let you know. I'm. I'm incompetent, and mm-hmm. I'm not cheating. I may be stupid and <laughs> clumsy, but I'm not trying to cheat. Yes, that's another good point. If you're bad at it, call a judge. Make them yep. be the bad guy. That's what they're yep. there for. And that's not yep. against judges. The judge will take it. That's what they're there for. Yeah. Yep. That's what they're getting paid for. And I've done that to where they're like, can you move my ship? I'm like, that is way too close to the rock. I'm very like twitchy right now. I've had three cups of coffee and I have not slept for two days because of my job and I wanted to make it to this tournament. Let's have a judge do it. Yep. <laughs> yeah. You can yell at them for screwing up your movement. I already had the Red Bull. Yeah. So. <laughs> oh, my God. Right. Well, Patrick, I think yeah. we've covered everything we that we it. want to cover. Absolutely. I, I'm going to start out by saying to the, the fine ship, Shuttle Tidarium. You know, have you seen our ship? Yeah. You guys, you guys yeah. are not bad for a couple of Empire dudes, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, Don't I'm, my ship. I work hard on that thing. I'm, yeah. I'm kind of impressed with your crew. I mean, I mean, and and some of them that weight loss. I mean, they're just so thin and laying there on the floor. You think they were rugs or something? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they do. They do uh, stay still for a long period of time, don't they? Oh, I know. They're just amazing. They're just amazing. And and they're so polite. They're, you would almost say scared. You know, they're just very timid. And sitting there, it's almost like they're part of the furniture. Yeah. Yes. I, I just wanted to say, uh, gentlemen, thank you uh, for uh, coming over to uh, to to the other side for a little bit. And, and, you know, welcome to our kind of insanity. Yep. Yeah. Uh, because we might we might steal the files and broadcast on our own channel. So please, <laughs> more than welcome. To. You're, you're more than welcome to. Um, yeah. It it, uh, it has been great having you over here. Uh, I, I, we don't want you to be strangers. Maybe if we're occupying the same uh, sector of space again, feel free to come on board. Yeah, yeah, that sounds yeah, good. Absolutely. Yeah. Hey, if you need us to fill in some spots on your channel, I would not hesitate to do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There we go, Jim. <laughs> yeah, we might we might need you to take over the casual format for us. We've lost a lot of crew. Oh god, we can't take over. We tried doing OCX with their town halls, and then it was slim paint gaming. <laughs> just it just didn't work. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We're different. We we're are. not. We're not anyone else. And just like. You guys are, are can't be anybody else. We can't be you. You can't be us. But we sure as hell can play in the sandbox nicely together without throwing sand at each other. You know, mm-hmm. I'm actually totally surprised that no one else has done a casual podcast. That's at least that I've heard of. It's taken off because yeah, that's very shocking. Because like there were so many tournament ones that are all identical. Um, uh, Sutrafel, Sutrafel, Sutrafel. <laughs> So I'm 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 actually really surprised that no one else has a try to do a cash one because we're just a bunch of blithering idiots and yes. yeah like we fully admit it and like we don't go to tournaments for star power we don't get any star power because we don't see anybody because we just go to our local store and half of them hate us anyways because we're not you know they say we don't like the tournament types um, which is not really true but. Um, See, so, I knew that was a thing. Everyone tells me, no, there's no problem between casuals and tournament players and baloney. 
Oh my yeah. God. Give me time to have <laughs> filthy casual thrown out there. It's just like, really? Yeah. <laughs> yep. 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 Yeah. No, I, I, I hear what you're saying. Um, and it's, it's so true. It really is. It's true. Yeah. All of it. I don't want to play that guy. He's really new. I need to get practice in for the tournament this next weekend. Yeah, there it is. That's yeah. Oh, that's yeah. the nail on the head right there. Yeah, yeah. That guy who is just too good to be. That's he's just too good to 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 teach anybody anything. Look, I need practice against the same five lists because I've only played you know thirty games of each list, and I need more for my tournament practice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because you can't have enough. With that, Jim, Biff, oh my god, I can't thank you guys enough for coming on, also playing a game of Epic with us. That was, for all lack of a better term, is Epic in itself. It was was Epic. Epic. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, So, yeah, thank you everyone for listening. Uh, You know, please like, subscribe, share, do all that nonsense. And, you know, we haven't used this in a while. Drive what's fun, fly what's fun, and play what's fun. Fly casual, but not too casual. (laughs) (laughs) Give Give us a see ya, Robert. See ya! Later.